0: hello and this is mrs paranormal it is a sunday afternoon it's twelve thirty wisconsin time it's overcast raining and windy and cold so with the wind i'd say i don't know low no high 30s low 40s maybe i don't know winter comes and goes you know no official no really um large amounts of snow yet to have fallen But we've got six months to go, or months, whatever it is. I don't know, from now until April. So yeah, yeah. Hope everybody's doing well. You had a great vacation, work week, um, retirement, whatever it is you're on, uh, Thanksgiving vacation, whatever you're doing. I hope you're having a great time at it. I did recheck my stats again. And my age is, my age, no. The age listener bracket is... Was it 44 to 56 of age? So thank you, you guys. I appreciate that. And the next one down would be like 35 to 44 or something. You know, and it goes down from there. My highest listeners obviously come from California. Thank you. Um, In the United States, obviously, California pulls the... the, I believe California was a strong one. And I've got some listeners in Australia. Good day, mate. Thank you. I know I didn't say that right, but, you know, I tried. (laughs) And I think maybe one or two in France, So, but whatever. And the majority of my listeners all listen through Spotify, according to the little analytics. And I think every year, what uh, Anchor does, it'll show me how he did over the year, where my listeners are coming from, stuff like that. So that's cool. So, as you know, I had the opportunity to see Josh Gates. My heart throb, live last Sunday. You guys, oh, all I can say is, oh yeah, <laughs> I love that man. I always have loved him. He's an archaeologist. I love archaeologists and the adventures he goes on, the things he gets to do and see. Nobody, nobody can just walk out there and go hey welcome to our dig you know and he actually helps people dig and on those sites and all so if you don't know who josh gates is give it a look he used to do uh destination unknown now he does expedition unknown and expedition expedition x the last time i mentioned are coming back in 2023 for new seasons on discovery plus not that i'm promoting it but i'm just if you guys want to know who he is and all that just check out destination Fear first um, not destination fear. Destination unknown. Destination destination fear, is with Dakota Ladin, I think that's how you say. It, and his sister Chelsea, Tanner, and Alex. Which actually, I just watched the episode last night. Most poor kids. I swear, I have to rewatch it because I swear I I watched. I'm going wait wait. It's over already. So I'm going to go back and watch it again. Uh. So, anyways, yeah, it's really cool to see Josh. He talked about his adventures. Places he's been, what it's been like, the food he's eaten, uh, just neat experiences. Uh, He did a lot of Q&A from the audience. I didn't have any questions to ask, to be honest with you guys, so I didn't. But before the show, apparently you can meet and greet him. But I didn't know anything about it until it was too late and it was already sold out. So, oh, well, perhaps another day. So, yeah, that was really cool. And the theater we were in was good. Um, The seats that I, I purchased... It's it's I was actually very surprised. I mean, I was very impressed by the seating that I chose. Because when you look online, it looks like you're, like, way up in the bleachers. And the stage is way down there. Not at all. Not at all. We were so close. I was happy. Very happy with the seats that I purchased. So, yay! House has been relatively quiet. I did, just for shits and giggles, I took my millimeter that I got. And I went in the basement. What was Friday night? <gasps> Excuse me. I had my Dunkin' uh, Friday night, I think it was. I went in there, and it was during the day, you guys, because honestly, I really had nothing else to do. I'm like, well, I got this neat little tool, and I haven't really had the opportunity to use this, so let's go to the basement. <laughs> Turned it on. It did all its lights and noises and bebops. right? The milligallus did change a couple of times. I'm not sure why. Excuse me. And the temperature detector went off, which makes sense because it's the basement, so it's always a little chilly. But I still have to do research on the blue light on the side because I don't quite follow. The REM pod on the top did light up once to a different green. I don't know why. It just did. So I hung out in the basement for a while, and then that's about it. And I came back upstairs. But uh, let's see. What else is going on? I have these little energy static sensor things that... If their stack, if you lift up the sheets or blankets or something, they they blink. Well, last night I was watching TV, and one of them, it'll go dark. It'll, like, stop, and then it'll blink, you know, so it goes off and then on. One went off and then on again, and I have no idea why. Nothing moved in the room. So that, I thought, was very unusual. Uh, what else? Hmm. I think that's it. I don't have any investigations coming up. You guys know my Facebook page by now, right? Wisconsin Vescarious of the Supernatural. And if you want to chat, you can chat in a group on Tuesdays and Friday nights on the Haunted Side with Patrick. You'll see me in there. I'm a moderator. Feel free to pop in, say hello, check him out. I love the way he says (laughs) the name with Patty, Wisconsin Vescarious of the Supernatural. He does it so funny. He goes, that is the best name ever. So I'm like, "Yee, (laughs) Kudos. Uh, I did have one lady contact me, you guys, uh, via email. I didn't ask her where she got my name from. I should have, but I didn't. And she has this situation going on with her daughter. Excuse me. But she's over two hours away. So what I did is I reached out to a paranormal team in her area, and I let them know of her situation, if they can help her out. I emailed everybody this, so I'm going to touch base with her, the, the lady who contacted me, and see if they have if they've worked with her yet. I mean, it just happened like a day before Thanksgiving. So, you know, people are busy doing stuff. So I'm going to do a follow-up with her and see if they reached out to her. If not, then I will look for another paranormal team that is willing to help or does residential investigations because she definitely needs, she needs the, her daughter's room to be looked at and checked and things like that. So we'll see how that goes. And that I haven't had any other contacts lately, I did have a couple of people, but there's no message. It's just their name. It, that's not gonna work. You have to put you don't have to, but I prefer that you put the word podcast. If you're listening to the podcast and you're sending me a story, that is, of course, you put podcasts in the subject field. If it's somebody from our Facebook page that wants to, then they can put in, you know, paranormal issues or something and then I would I'd more than happy to reply. I'll look anyways. But so yeah, that's cool. Doing what I can. <laughs> so today also uh, Not well. No, no, nothing really interesting. So today I found a couple of interesting stories. Um, I'll read them to you. Obviously, that's what I'm here for. And see what you guys think of these. I don't think I've ever seen or read these before. Uh, one was about one is a broad Broadway stories in the theater. I found those stories. I'm like, well, those are pretty neat. And then I found another set of stories, which I don't remember ever reading. Sometimes as I'm reading it, though, then I'm like, oh, shit, this sounds familiar. So mm, it'll be an oh, shit moment. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, What else? Before I let you go and go on to read the podcast. Um, I think that's it. You can always email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i at gmail.com. p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i at gmail.com. All right, here we go. I have to wait for the little orange icon and let me know it's recording still. That makes me nervous when it doesn't light up. Alright. Actually, you know, I want to do the Broadway one first. Just gotta remember how to get there. Haunted there we go. Haunted houses, the un, Haunted House, the untold the, the untold ghost stories of Broadway. Haunted houses? The Untold... The Untold Ghost Stories of Broadway with Jennifer Ashley Tipper. I don't know who that is. <clears throat> so many stupid ads. Oh, I see. It's a, it's different theaters. I see. Okay. I'm not really into Broadway. What about you guys? I don't like watching Broadway shows. Uh, the only one I've ever seen as I'm dating, I'm aging myself, whatever, was uh, Cats in Hollywood. Other than that, I've never seen any other Broadway shows. I'm just not into that whole acting stuff. Uh, I've seen things like the Blue Man Group, you know, Queen's Uh bands perform, but as far as theatrical, I've only seen that one that was Cats. That was the last one I ever went to. It's really cool. It's a beautiful theater. I don't remember which one Pantages Theater? Oh my god, I can't really remember that. And literally the chandeliers do really drop down. It was so freaking cool. I felt so special. I was all dressed up and pretty. <laughs> right. Um, forty-one, forty-one theaters. Seriously, when you think of haunted houses, you probably don't picture the inside of a theater, right? But with over with over a hundred years history, many of Broadway's buildings are positively teeming with ports of supernatural. It's like a news a newscaster, from paranormal appar- apparitions to ghostly encounters and even some historical of homicide. The 41 theaters that make up Broadway play host to numerous ghosts, some of which are said to be stars themselves. Broadway's belief in the paranormal so po- is so potent, in fact, that one of our nightly rituals, the ghost light, has roots in the mystical. Hmm? The light placed in the center of the stage before the theater shuts down for the night is said to, oh, said to either light the way for spirits or keep them away, depending on who you ask. I have never heard of that, you guys. Oh cool. And then they go on to tell you how to get the the scoop on which they're from Broadway's. Ghost stories from Broadway's Theatre is best read alone if you dare. Okay. Number one. The Al Hirschfeld Theatre. Joanna Gleason, actor. The Martin Beck has a ghost, and Martin Beck ghost found her comfort in my dressing room during during Into the Woods at Peters. I remember that. I know who that is. And I had the two dressing rooms stage right. Every Sunday after the matinee, I would close up all the lids of my makeup and I would group everything together in the center of the table so that the house cleaning staff could come in and dust without having to fuss with, my, with too much of my stuff. About three months into the run, I came in and two of my blushers were all the way down at the end of the table. I thought, well, that's strange. I put them back. A week would go by I'd clump everything together, I'd come in on Tuesday for the new week, and two blushers again would be all the way down at the end of the table. Nobody was using my makeup, it wasn't open, it was just all the way down at the end of the table. Then one week, on the mirror, there was a letter M. I thought, oh, it's it's just a thing on the mirror, so I wiped it off. A couple weeks later, the letter M appeared again. I thought, someone is totally messing with me and moving my makeup and having a great joke at my expense. I still didn't think anything of it, and I went on until I finished the run. Flash forward many years. Now, I was doing an episode of a TV show. I was picked up at my apartment by a Teamster, and we went through the, the- theatrical district. I said, oh, my God, I played that theater, and I pointed to the Mer- Martin Beck. Oh, that's the name of theater, sorry. I said, my favorite time was, my favorite time there, that was my favorite time in that theater. He said, Yeah, my mother worked in that theater too. And I said, Oh, she did? He said, Yes, years and years ago. She's long gone. And her name was, <laughs> and her name was, it began with an M. <laughs> no way. <wait. laughs> her name was, and she. it began with an M. I said, What'd she do? He said, What'd she do? <laughs> I suck of this. He said, Well, she was on house the housekeeping staff. She cleaned the dressing rooms. I said, Really? And he said, yeah, she loved the stars, the stars, and the stars' makeup. She loved to just go and look at all the makeup. Okay, okay, well, your mom, mom visited my dressing room, and that's all there is to it. So they think it was his mom visiting her, her dressing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys, I'm not the best at reading lines, as you can tell. yeah. The Neil Simon Theater, Anne Morrison, actor. One day, I was getting on my costume and makeup and getting ready to go home, and I saw this young Amer- African American girl standing at my dressing room door, looking at me. I said, "Oh, hi! Did you see our show tonight?" She ignored my question and said, "Are you a singer? Because God wanted me to talk to the singers. I have to find the singer now." Is okay? Now I was getting now I was getting scared. She said that when she looked at people, she saw a face. <clears throat> The face of the devil. And I told her that when I looked at people, I saw the face of God. She said, I'm supposed to tell the singer that they do it through singing. They have to pass it on through the singing. And I said, I promise I'll do that for you uh, through the singing. I'm lost, you guys. I was just saying anything because I want her to be gone. Okay. I didn't want to meet her again in the hallway. After she left, I knocked on Lonnie's door and Jim's door and said, did you guys see that little girl in the hallway? They said, what girl? I ran downstairs and checked with Beverly, and she hadn't seen anyone. I went down to our stage door and asked, did you send a little girl up? They said, nope. Okay. Hmm. Volume. I don't know why it says volume. The Palace Theater. I think that's in, um, Palace Theater. Isn't that in LA? Several, act- several actors at the palace spoke about the backstage elevator operator. The palace is the... Oh. Maybe it's not. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <clears throat>
0: the palace is the only Broadway theater that has one. It must be in New York, right? Whoever's operating the elevator has a track. Whoever is operating the elevator has a track. Just the same as an actor in the show. Scene three. Go down the second floor, pick up these four people, go to stage level. The tiny elevator travels to the dressing room tower throughout the night, following along with the show. Oh, to get, I get, I get, okay, okay. The palace also has a front-of-house elevator that may, takes people up to the mezzanine. Late at night after the show, when there was no one in there but the, the custodian staff and and ushers, many of them have said that they have heard that this elevator start to move. Rumor has it that the elevator has its own ghost and perhaps an old actor, stagehand, or usher. Now, in 1927, the head usher at the palace, Murray Rowe, was found dead in Central Park. In between two boulders, the beloved usher had been suffering from asthma attacks. Upon his death, the theater would, upon his death, the theater would, found, theater world found out that Murray was, excuse me, found out that Murray was the son of the acclaimed writer E. R. Poe, E. P. <laughs> e. P. Rowe. Uh, he had inherited a huge estate and had been a popular member of the New York society an innovative engineer at the turn of the century. In 1905, he was married later, and a year later, he was divorced and moved to South America. When he returned to America in 1913, he had also lost his fortune. He became a a porter and then an usher at the Palace Theater, where he was cherished for his humility and leadership. Humility? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Whatever. Perhaps the elevator is just Murray Rose saying, Hello. People say that the palace has a ghost and many think it is Louis Uh Borsellano. Borsellano was an ac- was an acrobat oh god who fell eighteen feet f- oh, who fell eighteen feet to the stage during a performance. Oh my god. In August nineteen thirty five. Oh. He was reaching for another acrobat's arms and missed. Oh, aren't they supposed to put a net under there? However, he was only injured. Oh, he did not die, <laughs> as many assumed. What the hell? Palace players who spot the palace ghost say that they hear someone swinging up in the fly and that they hear screams. Ooh. Now, the opening act at the palace in July of 1926 was an Algerian acrobat named Sier Tahar Ben-Belahassan. Reportedly, before going on stage, he said to a stage manager, They say opening acts always die at the palace, but Sier Tahar no die. Open. Uh, excuse me. On opening night, he was he was found dead in his dressing room of a heart attack after completing his act on stage. Oh goodness, he much much more likely to be a palace ghost, although no one seems to remember him. Oh, St James Theatre. Wow, Heidi directed me to Rest the doorman, to find out more about Henrietta the ghost. While Heidi hadn't crossed paths with her, she knew those who had their lights turned off and toilets flushed by the ghost. I exited the stage door, walked down the long alley, and turned right to head back into the St. James hallway leading to 44th Street. Just as Heidi has predicted, Russ was standing right next to the exit. I'm already confused on this one, you guys. Henrietta, the ghost? Yeah, she's real, all right, he told me. Russ first experienced her performance her presence when he was almost, when he almost fell down a flight of stairs at the St. James. At the last moment, he ex- inexplicit, inexplic, oh God, inexplicably <laughs> turned, which he claimed was thanks to an otherworldly force. Many chorus girls have been locked in their bathrooms by Henrietta, and many stagehands note an odd mist coming up from the ground in Saint, at the St. James, that they attributed to the ghost. Henrietta got her name because Russ watched, a movie with, watched the movie with the ghost of the same name. At that time, he landed the job at St. James. Oh, uh, this is a short little one. Excuse me. The woman, just a Patty LuPone actor. There was a woman who lived in a shoe. No, I'm kidding. There was a woman in the gypsy cast whose family is sensitive to that which is otherworldly and supernatural. Her brother was on Ghost Hunters. She couldn't sit in the St. James Mezzanine. It totally freaked her out. She felt more than one ghost present. Well, that's bizarre. Okay. Belasco Theater. Known widely as the most haunted theater in New York City, the Belasco has been the home of many ghosts and legends over the years. Okay. One of the managers, the house manager, if any theater on Broadway is haunted, then it's surely Belasco a couple of things have happened to me and to others whom I've known that I can't explain in any ordinary way. One Sunday, I was working at the Belasco alone because I had to finish up some paperwork, and I walked downstairs to the restroom. The men's bathroom at the Belasco is downstairs from the back of the orchestra section. Upon my return, as I opened the door from the lobby to the staircase leading to the manager's office, a cold breeze whisked by me. There was no wind, no windows, nothing, no doors were open, no air conditioning, And it was somewhat warm in the theater, but this cold, eerie draft passed over me, and I'll tell you, it really chilled me. Another time, I had borrowed a biography of David Belasco from a friend, and she wanted it to be returned. I had it on a little shelf high enough that I couldn't reach it from the floor, so I got up on a chair. Next to the chair was a floor lamp, which I reached for the book and took it off the shelf. The light in the lamp went out. Oh no! I took the book down, unscrewed the light bulb and shook it. But it didn't sound like the filament was broken. Such details, huh? I put it back in the lamp, turned the switch and light went on. Some say energy travels through electrical current, and I believe it certainly was a stage a strange coincidence. I thought he was gonna say he fell off the chair or something when the light went out. When I worked at Belasco, one of the falling one of the falling spot operators said he saw a man in a dark suit out of the corner of his eye in the section of the balcony. But, uh, but that when he went to look directly for him, the man was gone. The whole balcony section was empty of patrons at the time. Many people, including producers, box office treasurers, and theater engineers, have claimed to see apparition of a woman in a tattered blue gown. These sightings have been reported early morning and theater at the in the theater at dusk. A good friend of Velasco was an eyewitness to seeing the spirit. He said that the ghost would have had to have walked through the exterior of the stage stage door alley wall it, into the box office lobby to have disappeared so quickly there was simply nowhere else to go the story goes that she died in the theater and was doomed forever to haunt it oh i don't know if this is the same oh it's the same okay is there okay i see at that there same theater james woolley stage manager usher and dresser as a stage manager, I worked a lot with production stage managers, stage managers, uh, Peter Lawrence, his first Broadway show was almost a perf was, was uh, an almost perfect person at the Belasco. It was playing starring Colleen Dewar. So I don't know who that is. So the name of the sh- Broadway show was an uh, almost perfect, an almost perfect person because they didn't put any commas or anything. So I just sort of read it through. Mm <clears throat> Peter didn't believe in ghosts at all, but one day he was sitting on stage and saw a shimmery blue vision go ac- across the mesne. He was positive of what he, what he had seen. Another stage manager I knew, Bob, worked at Belasco and had a ghost experience there as well. His office was one of the dressing rooms, right? One day he was sitting in there and the temperature all of a sudden went down to freezing cold and then a short and went shot right back up again. A few days later, after this had happened again, he felt a hand on his shoulder. Been there. He turned around, but no one was there. He changed his office room and never went back to that room again. I've had that experience. Elizabeth Ashley. Actor. I performed at the Velasco twice, in Hide and Seek in 1980 and Enchanted in April 2003. Hide and Seek was a thriller, so Velasco was a good fit for us. Unfortunately, we closed only after a week. Other... Oh... Other than Death Trap and a few others, the hit thriller is hard to come by on Broadway. Well, yeah, right? I mean, how do you do that? <clears throat> the playwright, Leslie, was a theater, was a theater, good Lord, was a teacher with no professional theatrical experience. Uh, in the show, I played a pregnant woman who moved into a new country house with her husband. Throughout the play, I was driven slowly mad by weird supernatural happenings that, that I could only see. The play was very much fulfilled with those kinds of horror tropes. Uh, in one moment, I would lose my mind and regress to being a four year old. It was a great moment for acting because Jennifer had a, created these great pregnancy costumes, and you were really disturbed that a pregnant woman thought she was a child. I'm totally confused, you guys. One night during the two day show, I blacked out. I was exhausted, and the show was physically difficult, and I just lost my mind. I winded up on the floor in the scene, and that night, as I got up, I had a moment of panic because I didn't know where I was. I don't remember passing out, but I remember coming, too. So I ran off stage, and the stage manager said, My God, that was fantastic! You were speaking in tongues. I told her it wasn't a choice, and I had no memory of it. Ooh. The strange... (laughs) Sorry. The stagehands and the doorman all told me Belasco, it's Belasco. They always experience weird things there because apparently the ghost of David Belasco is wandering around. They told me that he made me speak in tongues. Oh my god, you guys. These stories are these stories go on and on. Um there's another actress, actor Patty LuPone, which, which she mentioned earlier. When I was in Accidental Death, Accidental Death, Death of an anarchist in the belasco in 1984 i never got to chance to see dave's suite above the theater i didn't get to go upstairs until later there's a legend that dave belasco shows up every night at the belasco theater on opening night until until what open up until oh oh calcutta (laughs) okay oh calcutta in 1971 that's when he disappeared There were only six of us in the accidental death. What the fuck? And our dressing rooms were all one side of the stage. There was myself, Joe, Jonathan, Bill, Gary, Raymond. Uh, we closed the cafe un, un dos, tros, uno, dos tros every night. That was our watering hole. I found memories of our, of our doorman and of our prop man, Abe. I'm just confused. What? The play, accidental death of an... Aunt. Anarchist is rather peculiar. Peculiar, I couldn't tell if the house is haunted or if the play dictated that type of vibe in the theater. I'm totally confused. I don't what the fuck they're talking about. When I came back to the Belasco for "Woman on Verge of Nervousness Breakdown" in 2010, I guess that's the name of the play. The Belasco had just been renovated. They had broken up Johnson's dressing room from anarch- anarchist into three dressing rooms, and one of the rooms became mine. The renovation restored the original layout, which included a Tiffany chandelier, sconces, and lamps. The renovation is particular, spectacular, and was a thrill to work on stage again. A few people in the cast claimed they saw glowing orbs mm -hmm, and a lady in blue in the mezzanine of the Belasco. I shudder to say, but there was one time when I thought I saw an orb. Maybe it's just my imagination working overtime. Good lord, these stories go on. It's all about the same theater. Holy shit. Sorry, I'm just scrolling. The blue lady, the the ghost that haunts a Belasco, supposedly a woman who died after falling down the elevator shaft. Legend has it that if any production costume... One of its... Let me start over. Legend has it that if a production costume's one of its actresses in a robin's blue dress in tribute to the ghost, she will leave the production alone. During the time of the original production of Oh, Calcutta, occupied Belasco from 1971 to 1972, the house staff who saw the blue lady regularly noted that she was nowhere to be found. They <laughs> hypothesized that maybe the excess nudity wasn't her style. <laughs> I've never seen the play. I didn't know was nudity. The legend of Belasco's Blue Lady is well-known in the industry as there are countless stories of people who have gotten a glimpse of her over the years. And although Belasco elevator is now disconnected, many say they still hear it rattling. I cannot believe these stories, you guys. I had no idea. Oh my god. So, if you're curious about the Belasco Theater, you can go online and check it out. These stories are... I'm just trying to uh, find something as I'm scrolling very quickly through here. Sorry. During both Follies and Dracula, there were incidents with ghosts. In Tech for Follies, my castmate, Roxanne, started screaming. She described a man in a robe who was sitting in the balcony facing sideways, not watching it, but was staring off. What she described sounded like David Belasco. But we all rushed to the balcony, and there were n- there was no one there. Then during Dracula, one of the day Melissa came out of the bathroom on the second floor hallway... There was a mirror at the end of the hall, and she saw a woman ahead of her walking, and rather than turning down the hall, the woman walked straight into the mirror. Wow. Good Lord. There's another theater called Jacob's Theater. It's only volume four, you guys. What the F? Holy hell. Oh, God, of course, that's the last one. (laughs) Hmm. So, if you're curious about the Belasco, feel free. Tons of stories by the actors and stagehands and directors and dressers and ushers. Check it out. The last one. Morosco Theater. I was the first person on stage and in Miss Reardon's Drinks a Little, I guess that's the name of the play, which played the, played at the Morosco, my character came out of the kitchen where I'd been making something in a blender and I walked on the stage. During the first performance, I played that scene, and when I opened the door to enter, I thought John was standing at the other at the other door. There was a door on the set that was supposed to be the front door of the house, and I swear I saw John there. I'm not that kind of person that's the only experience that I've ever had in a theater where a ghost seems to be haunting the set. I think John did a, John did play there before we moved in. Well that made no sense huh get a lot of. Oh my goodness, look at that. 31 minutes. All on theaters. I apologize, you guys. Wow. Wow. That went quick. I was going to do another uh, another part of the podcast. Um, Sorry, guys. I had to get my, my Duncan. You know me. I'm a Duncan addict. I have a t-shirt I should have bought. I just didn't. <laughs> Anyways, I was going to do another um, ghost story. But I guess I can see it until next Sunday. So... There you guys go. The Belasco theater seems to be extremely haunted. I don't know if any paranormal teams have ever investigated there. That one's on TV, of course. Um, I don't know my me personally. I don't know, although I haven't done any research on it. Maybe they have. The only theater I got to investigate was when I was with um, preternatural research, but they're no longer. We went to the theater in <laughs> I think it's Appleton. Fond du Lac you can I forgot the name of the theater you guys but you can go in there with the team and you can rent the place out and we did we we did pay like $50 a piece there was like 8 of us and we had the whole theater to ourselves you guys it was so fucking awesome went on stage you could look at it. it was so neat look at the terrace and the balcony seats it was such a neat place to investigate I read a fan I cannot remember the name but you can if you are a team and you're listening to this you can last us all. you can still rent it out you have the whole theater to yourself. We went downstairs, we went to the orchestra pit. Went in the back room where they have the old um, films, the real to real films. And then you can go into the actors area where they've got the lights in with all the light bulbs around The mirrors, all the light bulbs around it. We did have some activity there. But Preacher Natural Research didn't post it on their page because they didn't think it was um, sufficient enough. Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Um, evidence, I guess you could say, but we did have t- activity there. So I'd love to get back there again. Uh, I'd have to get a pretty big group in there, but God, you guys. And then, you know, the same thing, the theory that somebody's sitting in the seat and we thought we saw movement, but it it's a lot of, um, messing with your eyes just because of the way theaters look. So cool. So cool. Well, I guess my time is just about up. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking about 35 minutes, 34 minutes out of your day to listen to me ramble on like usual. Thank you so much for listening to me. Listen to me on Spotify. You can rate me if you'd like. I think last I checked, I was at 3.8. I'm getting up there. Whoop, whoop. What is my goal of a podcaster? I don't know. To entertain you guys more. Oh, I know I was going to ask or say, have you noticed when you watch other pod- podcasters, they're now doing YouTube. Where they have the YouTube, you know, you're on camera on the YouTube, but you're doing your podcast. I don't like that. So, no, I'm not going to do that, guys. I don't really, if I can, if I don't have to be, I won't be on camera. I don't, I'm not comfortable with that or anything. This is where I'm comfortable. Right here. (laughs) Behind the mic, where you can't see me, but you can hear me. This is where I'm comfortable. So, yeah, I've seen more people do that. They call it a, they're calling it a podcast, but they've got it. They're on camera. Too. They're filming it like on their iPhones or whatever. And then they got these fancy ass headphones, and those big old microphones, you know, they're all like padded, in you know, it's so, like makes them feel, like really cool, you know? Yeah, no, not me. So I'll just have my iPhone and you. And you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you in the back. Yes, yes, yes. I will talk to you guys every Sunday if you'd like. So I think that's it for now. 35 minutes in, I'm going to get like a little alert on here saying you only have 45 minutes to post the podcast. I don't know if it's... I guess that's an anchor limitation thing. So, any of you people out there th- into theater or into the theatrical, check it out. Check it out. So, I will save the next haunted stories for next Sunday. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I actually had, get this, spiral honey-baked ham. Mm-hmm. Was that shit good? I had sweet potato souffle <laughs> and then the other usual mashed potato i don't eat the three the green 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 bean casserole it's just Icky poo i don't like green beans <laughs> so it was very good ham and um i didn't want to do turkey this year because honestly in the last couple of years it just turkey just didn't cook right it didn't it wasn't moist it was dry so i love the ham. Alright, that's it. I'm out for now. Feel free to email me. Feel free to I message me on uh, Facebook for free to visit our page. So everybody you take care and I will be back next Sunday. So everyone take thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Pass it on if you think it's worth it. <laughs> Alright, you guys. Everyone take care. Thank you so much. And this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off.